0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Real Sleep. The pandemic has had a tremendous impact on sleep, insomnia, and anxiety. And if you are suffering from sleep issues, like half the world is, our sponsor, Real Sleep, has developed the world's first personalized sleep solution customized to you. Unlike prescription and over the counter sleep aids, their plant based formula works with your body to get you to sleep faster helps you sleep deeper and cut down on sleep disturbances. And I'm not sure if you're like me, but I know I've had so many issues of not just going to sleep, but staying asleep. So listen up. While sleep is solitary, you are not alone. And Real Asleep is here to help. That's why we're teaming up with Real Sleep to give you 20% off your next purchase. Go to the link in our show notes and use the code POD. That's P-O-D, to see why real sleep is the last sleep product you'll ever need. Happy Friday. You already know what day it is because I just told you. But remember, Conversations with Toy is here to bring you your weekly uplifting conversations. Remember, we talk about everything from self-care, mental health, relationships we cover it all including and not limited to the issues and things that we have seen on social media because again talking about it bring it to the forefront helps us to stay connected to what is going on around us in addition to that remember if this is your first time don't make it your last if you're sitting down and relaxing grab your favorite drink of choice But if you're working out, I can understand that because I love listening to podcasts when I work out. I'm going to send you my energy so you can keep on pushing, keep on trucking, remember your goals. So let's get started with today's episode. We have quite a lot to cover. So let's try, try to get right on into today's episode. And we are talking about some of the highlights from last week. Now, I told you towards the end of episode, last episode was that I was doing a project and it was, I don't even know if I announced who it was with, but if you've ever had a pregnant woman in your life, you've been that pregnant woman, whatever the case may be, one of the holy grails I would like to call of pregnancy is what to expect. This book is very streamlined to basically give you and provide you everything that you are going to need from the time of conception all the way up until birth and beyond. And I, who have been a parent for almost 12 years, read that book 12 years ago, right? And they have amazing resources there online, um, on Instagram as what to expect, as well as on Twitter, same name, um, Facebook as well. So I pitched to them about over a year ago, right? This is right before the, right as the pandemic was just getting started. And I just let it go. Nothing really came of that, didn't really put anything to it. And now here we are. And I have gotten a chance to be a contributing writer. And that is just an amazing feeling. And you might be saying, well, you haven't been a parent in 12 years. So what could you possibly be talking about? Well, I talked about my journey with postpartum depression. It's something that a lot of parents, a lot of women would be completely ashamed to share. I am the type of person that just loves to give that type of information to make sure that I let other people know exactly how I dealt with it. It's not that I expect everybody's um, postpartum depression journey to be the same. You know, the journeys can be like mine that can be on the tail end of just the craziest stories you've ever heard, or it could be a mild case. But when you share your story, you give the green light to another person. And in this particular situation, you may be given a green light. I may be given a green light to another mother who may be struggling and not really understanding her thoughts and processes. When I went through it, I had no idea what it was. And I had no idea that it was normal and healthy, that it is something that just happens, that there was nothing I could have done to prevent it you have all these guilt trips that come about when you're dealing with something like that and it may also help a father a dad a supporter um that may be in the sidelines trying to figure out how do I help my girlfriend my my significant other my wife or whomever to get past this threshold of hysteria it's crazy how um our bodies change and it, and we only focus on the physical, but mentally and emotionally, your body is going through it. So it's not a wonder that women are susceptible to having postpartum depression and we just don't do enough to talk about it. When we do talk about it, it's a, usually around people who already understand it, but you have to start putting your story out so that people who can resonate with, but are just maybe not at the place that they can verbalize it. Or if they're like me at the time, I just didn't know what it was. So... I want you to read the article. I'm putting the article notes in the show notes. Go back and just click on that link and read it. It's very inspiring. And and I'm not saying that just because I wrote it, right? I know that the reason that I started my blog was very simple was to be a light to someone else to help someone else feel like they, they don't have to give up just because at the different points and times of my own life, I had moments when I gave up and sometimes you give up right at that point when it's going to turn. And that seems to be the flow and the essence of my life, especially when I first started. So I'm hoping that you give it a chance to read it and to put your thoughts into it. And again, it's better to be educated and to understand and to have the resources, to have the ability to know that you're not by yourself. I think that really is the... the 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 consensus that we need in life, because sometimes we go through stuff. And honestly, like I've said this before, we just believe that we're like some type of unique unicorn, when in essence, we're not like when in essence, the things that we have going on in our lives is very familiar and very similar to a lot of the other elements going on in everyone else's life. So give a chance, give it a read. It's pretty amazing. Um, so that's what happened this week that has been released. And so I'm able to share it. And so I'm excited for it. The other part that has been going on outside of us getting into the the social media world is just the ability to, you know, first of all, Mother's Day is coming up this weekend and it's a high time for a lot of people, right? If you have an amazing mother, Um, who has been supportive of you, who has been there, who's been that rock. This is the time to give her all the love that you can, whether that be in a form of a gift, a hug, whatever that is for you. But this is also a sad time. Like I've said before, this is a time where a lot of people are their most depressed, they're most sad. It's like Christmas, Christmas and Mother's Day are the two times a year where some people are just guaranteed to not feel themselves. Their mother has passed. Some people's moms are not active in their lives and have never been active in their lives and that hole just gets reminded on Mother's Day. It's a huge dent in their heart and a huge trigger but there's a part of people that I want to talk about that we don't talk about from when we think about mother's day, but there are women who then grieve the process of them wanting to have children and they're not in the space or place that they want to be to have children. They may not have a significant other. Maybe the things in their life are not aligned. Maybe they have a significant other, but it's just hard for them to get pregnant or to keep a pregnancy. We tend to forget about them because we have all the sympathy in the world for people who have lost their mother, right? But the sympathy and loss too from women are the women who desire to be mothers and for whatever reason cannot. So this holiday is a huge reminder to them that they have not achieved this this motherhood status that a lot of people again I caution not everybody wants to have children but the, for those who do we tend to forget about them. We put them on the back burner. We tell them that this is not about them. It's about those who are moms to celebrate them. But again, there's a woman somewhere grieving right now. This weekend is a hard weekend for her. There is women there are women who have had children and have had lost their child for whatever reason. You know, it could be something medically, it could be a tragedy, whatever the case may be. So there are different variations variations of people who are celebrant and then there's other people who are literally fighting the urge to just, just say F it. They're just done. They can't, they're not in the place that they want to be when it comes to motherhood. And it's hard. The, the, the pressures that society puts on you is that you're not a woman, unless you, you have a child. And the reality of it is, is that when you're mature enough to know better, you know, that that's not the case, but it's so much easier for me to say that. And I have three children than it is for someone who doesn't have any, and is trying to become pregnant. So keep your heart completely pure, When you are quick to make a statement against someone that you don't know their story. And let's also normalize the, the idea of not asking a woman when she's ready to have a child, because you never know what somebody's stories are. You never know what their history is. You never know what they're fighting, what they're going through. And I just like for us to try to err on caution to do a little bit better when we treat other people like it's none of our business, what another woman is doing. And we need to mind our uterus. The women are sometimes the hardest critics. We are the ones that say the worst things to other women. And we've got to get better at that because the way that we talk, the way that we act, the way that we hold ourselves accountable within our own community has got to change. So be cautious of the comments that you make, especially when you're online, when you're saying things, when you're being malicious, let's just find a better way to just try to bring that down. Because again, there is a lot of pain that's going on this weekend. And I'm quite aware of that. As like I said, you know, I sympathize with the women who don't have mother figures who are seeking this from other people from other sources, and they're not getting it or they're not getting it in the dosages that they want, right? So just consider all of those different things and be gentle with people this weekend don't start no rah rah with not one soul. like stay in your lane stay in your in your zone don't get caught up because there's so many things happening you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're really mean and malicious and then when you finally hear somebody's story it'll make you like almost gut check like you damn I can't believe I said that let's just be gentle this weekend so mother's day is this weekend if you have an amazing mom cherish her respect her love her give her everything that you can possibly can. There's a lot of women that are unfortunately passing away in this last couple of days that I have had friends who have lost their mother and my heart and my heart goes out to every last one of them. And, you know, trying to do the best I can to try to be there for them, but also understanding that I don't belong, unfortunately, in this unfortunate silent club of people who have lost their moms. So although I can give sympathy and empathy you know, I will never understand what that's like, unfortunately, until I have that happen to me. But what I can do is I can try to be a support and not try to tell someone how they should heal. I'm not telling someone how they should be over it. I'm not telling someone that there's a time limit because I don't believe in those things. I don't believe in that in general. And I definitely don't believe it when it comes to a loss of a loved one. Um, My husband is dealing with the loss of his own mother. Um, It's been, it'll be four years and it doesn't get any easier And, you know, just watching him every day, try to, you know, do what he can for his family and try to push on and, you know, try to forge some sort of normalcy without her. When you get to these type of holidays, it gets really, you know, quiet and weird around our house because of the simple fact that her love is missing. And although we have her in our hearts, it's not the same thing as having her truly, truly with us. So I just want to send out love to everybody who may be going into this weekend and they may be hurting. And with today being Friday, it is also national day of prayer. It's weird. I think a lot of people were trying to celebrate it on Thursday, but according to my calendar, it is national um, day of prayer. So if that is what you truly believe, make sure that you find a way to try to get into a prayer life. And if you don't believe in prayer or meditation, whatever you choose, be consistent in whatever your spirituality is. Like it's not my job to tell you what your your spirituality is supposed to be. Like I never believed in when you give advice to someone or when you tell somebody what you think that they should be doing. You remember that lens is only going to come from you know the person that's giving it their perspective. So I don't get in people's way when it comes to certain things like that. But just be careful that if you are practicing prayer or meditation, that you try to make that an everyday part of your life. But today we give. um A little bit of acknowledgement that today is National Day of Prayer. I remember back in the day when I was in high school on National Day of Prayer, we would come those who were like the Bible club. That's just to show you what type of level of PK I was. Yes, I was even in the Bible club in high school. It wasn't that many of us. It never is when you're talking about anything that's religious based. And I'm not saying that's a horrible thing. I'm just saying it is what it is. But I do remember us going around the pole. We would do our prayers and things like that. So, you know, it's kind of different now with the pandemic but no matter where you are it doesn't matter what you're doing there's no reason why if you choose to believe in prayer that you can't pray anywhere that you're at and listen the same way I'm talking to you it's the same way I talk to God I don't allow my um, PK uh, child raising to tell me that I have to have you know all the uns and all that you know I'm not that's just not me. So I, I don't come with that perspective that you have to do all the the church acrobats, like I like to call them, where you have to have your these and your those, and you got to get your sweat uh, rag, and you got to get ready, you know, do it, you know, an exercise equipment just to just to pray. That that's not me, and all of my fellow PKs, I know you understand. But in the same token, that's just not how I'm rolling. Prayer is a conversation; it's communication, and so that's how I choose to personally live my life, and that's how I choose to um, gather prayer into my life. And I hope that whatever you choose, that you do it with intention that you do it with a a good heart, and that you're doing it from a place of just making sure that you know, your, your communication lines are always open. And so let us just have a couple of conversations one, I just find it strange. Now, listen, let me be very clear. My hands are not clean. I have not always done the things that I needed to do. And it just it is what it is. And I'm sure your hands are not always clean. There are things that you have gotten into that you shouldn't have got into. And there may have been consequences for those actions, whatever the case may be. But Josh Duggar, I believe his name. Okay, so he was unfortunately. I don't think he was ever convicted, but I know that he had went through some case with his sisters where he had molested them. And now, fast forward to him being charged recently um, with child pornography child pornography charges as as of late of this. I think end of last week, the beginning of this week. Now, I'm not here to judge him, right? Because that's not my life. I don't know. I have not seen the indictment, so I don't know all the the things that are going down. I know that there was um, alluding to the fact that some of the things that were on his computer were some of the worst that they have seen. And you got to take that with a grain of salt. We're talking about people, DAs and things like that, who, you know, this is their livelihood. So if they're saying something like that, I'm going to have to, you know, swing to the side of it has to be pretty bad. But again, because I have not seen it, the indictment in full, You know, I just have to go by what's being, you know, represented. But my issue is, is that because he has now petitioned the court to be able to go back home to his pregnant wife, I think they have at least five or six kids and one on the way. I just find that's a level of privilege that does not make sense. This man could not have considered his wife at any rate, and he knew he had all those children. You know. It's just funny. It's not funny, but it's just weird to me that he's able to petition and say, well, I need to be home with her, but you weren't doing what you need to do so that you would never be in a situation so that you could be taken from your wife and your children. And to me, that's privilege that you can get out here and you can commit a crime and then you can petition the court to say, well, let me post bail and I'm out here on a computer device. So what are you going to say? You can't be on a computer device. Fine. So you're going to have to take his phone because most phones have smart chip. You know, they're smartphones, right? They, they have the ability to be on stuff. You can go to Pornhub for free. I'm not telling you to go there. Like I'm not, they're not, this is not, they're not sponsoring this. I'm just saying that you can do these different things and still in the petition to court to go home. So I don't know what's going to happen. And it's not my, I'm trying my best to not judge him. Right? not try my best, not judge such a situation, but it's hard because the thought process that this man could do anything that he's doing, which sounds pretty wrong, and then decide that he needs to be there to be a protection and a covering. I've had this conversation with my husband before. And you know, a lot of people get really in their feelings when you talk about this whole thought process of being a covering. And people have the understanding of a covering, meaning financial. Every man knows that if you take on a wife And God forbid you, not say God forbid, but if you have children, you have the mindset that you would have to go to work, right? There's this mindset that you'd have to go to work. You'd have to pay the bills. You have to make sure you took care of the things that financially concern the household. A lot of men have that understanding. I I haven't really met too many men that don't. There's men that understand it and just don't want to do it. I'm not talking about them, but they still have the understanding. I have an understanding that there's a lot of people who don't realize the greater, magnifying way and thought process when you're talking about being married and being a covering when you are a covering you don't just cover financially where are you covering emotionally are you allowing people to disrespect your wife just because you don't have the cojones to stand up to family or friends then you're not covering your wife Are you not covering your wife when we're talking about emotionally too, when you can see that your wife is going through a very intense situation and instead of getting her help, you decide to outsource to friends to tell them about your wife and not in a sense of saying, I need help. Somebody help me to get her the help that she needs, but to dog her out, there's no covering there. There's just not, you cannot cover your wife when you're out here having relationships on the side, because you put another woman between your wife and yourself when it wasn't, that's not the vows that you took. So when we talk about covering people, a lot of people in the church realm, again, as a PK, I can just tell you, they will draw that line to be financial. Every person understands that, but they don't remember or into thought process or action, I should say, when it comes to the full coverage. So if Josh Duggar was truly covering his wife, he would not have been in a situation where he allowed himself to be put in a situation to be taken away from her, because she's not working that I'm aware of. So if she's not working, and he's the provider, you know, you're, you're cutting off your, your ability to provide. You're cutting off your ability to emotionally support because right now your, your mindset is freedom. Your mindset is how can I stay free? How can I lessen these charges? How can I get my, it's, it's, it's all about yourself right now. And again, I'm not trying to get sued by anybody. I'm just saying that these alleged yet charges have now been officially drawn. It's just hardening to me that we just don't have this conversation about what real coverage in a marriage is. And I grew up in a church. Listen, I grew up in them. It had to be the most marriage minded church in the whole planet. Everything about was married, get married, get married, get married. But nobody really had the show enough conversations about what marriage would bring. And you have, I had. People were like my age, 18 and 19. I talked about this last week where, you know, I went to college and everybody's like, when you get to college, you're going to find your husband. And my mindset shouldn't even been on husband. My mindset should have been on getting these grades. My mindset should have been on trying to learn myself, trying to get my life together to figure out who I was, not worrying about some marriage to a man at 18. Like I don't have nothing to offer a man at 18. I've said this last week. I just don't have anything to offer a man at 18. But back then, oh, I thought I did. Oh, just wanting to be married was enough. And you just go in grace with God and he will give you the rest. Yes. That sounds beautiful on paper, but in real life, you've got to come to the table prepared. And every relationship mines, if you're married, yours and the Duggars are going to come with their own trials and tribulations. And like I said, because I can faithfully say that, no, not everything that I've ever done in life is on the up and up, but in the same token, at some point you got to learn. At some point, you got to stop at some point, you got to just make up your mind that you're going to be a better person. And then when you take on a family, everything that you do, it has to stay back in connection to how that's going to affect the family. I had a conversation with my kids about that over the weekend. Like sometimes your choices, you don't get a second chance. Sometimes you make these decisions and choices and that's all you have. So you got to make the best decision according to what you know. And you gotta be a better covering, like husbands. You gotta cover your wives. You gotta cover. Stop sitting up there talking with your boys and putting out sensitive information, especially when you're putting it out, and it's not to become to come home to be a better husband. You're only putting it out. And I get venting. I vented to other people, but let me tell you the detriment of that. I vented to a person that got back to my husband. And do you know how much try? try uh, the trials that we had to go through for that? Do you not know the trust that was broken from that? I'm not saying that he hasn't done it as well. I can only talk about me. This is my podcast. Like he, it's not our podcast. Maybe when I bring him back on, then he can talk about that. But for now, I'll just say I have to be responsible for my own actions. And nobody wants to read or hear from another source. Even if it's something that the two of you have discussed, it's not okay to have somebody else come to you and tell you something about your spouse. And the source that it comes from matters. So I'm just praying to everybody that's even thinking about becoming married first, pump your brakes and wait a while. And I know it's easier to say that from a married woman, but I am telling you as a married woman that you need to pump your brakes and make sure that things are in line. There's a lot of love between another person and you and another dog. I have a lot of love for a lot of people, but that does not translate into a great quality marriage. And only you can define what matters to you in your marriage. We have to also stop trying to make our marriage fit every p- good example, like not even just the good examples. You can't even start emulating them all. Do you know how many good examples of good marriages there are? And by the time you put them all together, you'll have a combination of a bunch of other people marriages that are not yours. It's okay to bring um, bits and pieces of things that you feel like it will work for you. But when you start acting like a chameleon and switching off different people about what you think marriage should be for you and your mate, I'm telling you right now, you're headed for disaster. So be mindful and also learn to live a little. I find that we don't travel enough. We don't do a certain things enough. And I know we're in a panoramic as everybody keeps calling it, but in the same token, take that time to enjoy the life that you have, that you're learning to create for yourself. Cause let me tell you, the tables will turn when you get into that marriage and you're marriage minded and you're trying to make your marriage work and you're trying to be together and you still have your things that you, that you love, but you can't always overly indulge into them the way you would love, be able to, if you were single. So Married people love to have their mean time and people that are single want not to have their mean time. They're like, I'm over. I get too much me time. It's always me by myself. So there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance. So I wanted to talk a little bit about self-care because I feel like because we're going into a very high strong weekend that we may need to have a little bit more self-care this weekend. Now it is my birthday weekend. My birthday is actually on Monday. So of course, next week's episode, I'll talk about my first few days of being 40. I'm pretty excited for it. last week. I told you I was having these emotional issues. Just, you know, as you lead up to the day, you know, you start getting all worked up. At least I did. I don't know about nobody else. And I swore to myself that that wouldn't happen. But here we are. It happened. And so this weekend is going to be more relaxing, a little bit more fun for me. But for self-care fails for the week and self-care greats of the week, self-care fails for the week, I would say would be not getting the help that I needed, like I needed to contact my doctor for some reason and just not staying on top of that this week and getting the appointment that I needed to get. So now I'm a little bit low key suffering from not getting that appointment. And the self care in that is that, you know, not putting enough energy and saying the world could stop for 1520 minutes as I call and get this doctor's appointment. Now, in all fairness, I did call the insurance company and start the process of looking for, you know, like whatever I needed to get but I didn't follow through on the second part. So it's like I did the first, but didn't do the second. So I had to really step back and really start putting again, putting myself first, because had it been something for my kids, let me tell you something, I don't play when it comes to their appointments. So I want to make sure that I recorrect that going into the next week that I make that appointment ASAP, that I get that scheduled ASAP, and that I just put more attention to making sure that I'm Okay, so that was one of the self care fails. I have not been able to work out not one day this week, and let me tell you why. So my lovely cat, my cat Tiki, he decided. I actually had it was it was getting hot. It's weird weather here in Philadelphia, so it was getting hot. But then it's dropping down, then it's getting hot, and so we have this fan in our room, and I had my foot out. I had we had the AC on. So in our house, it's just weird. Like I have to. We, sometimes we have the fan and the AC. I know it's it sounds like privilege, and it probably is. But I had my foot out on the edge of the bed, but like towards the end of the edge of the bed. And my cat, he jumps on our bed off and on, off and on, literally every night. And because of that, he clawed my foot so bad. It was like a four inch gash, blood everywhere. And so I haven't been able to work out because, you know, I don't know if you know you need your foot to work out no matter what you're doing. So I haven't been able to do that. I will hopefully be able to get that through that next week. So I haven't been able to work out. And you know, when you're working out, it's not just for physical reasons, but working out keeps your mind motivated. You keep your energy going. So that was a self-care fail, not being able to do that. I didn't compensate, like maybe putting in increased yoga in its place. Like I didn't do that. And so I felt like I felt that like I felt that in my body where I wasn't getting enough exercise, I wasn't getting enough um, stimulation where I needed to work my mind. Sometimes when I work out, it's a it's a place for me to work out whatever thoughts I have going on. And so I didn't have that. So that was one of my self care fails. One of my self care greats. Um, I had to rearrange, you know, like my uh, manicure appointment and things like that. So I did those things every day this week, I have done something that has been for me. And it's because it's my birthday week, I do the toy toybration thing. So this to 10 day celebration from the first all the way to the 10th. And I do one activity a day. So I have been doing that and keeping up with that. Um, the first day I went to my favorite French pastry spot. That was amazing. Um, the second day I, oh, I went to get like Starbucks. I took a ride like I just did little things here and there I did um, some media events I had my favorite dessert or things like that so this week I've done really well of doing that I want to say for self-care too is not being able to tell someone no so you know in this world when you're doing like work and influencing like telling a company no especially when you have a contract in place making sure that that people understand the clear lines of it that that's been a good thing for me just making sure that everything is going to and up Um, when it comes to making sure I'm not doing more work, because it's not that I work, I don't work with just one company, I partner and collaborate with several. So making sure that my calendar is very clear about what it is that I need to have accomplished is very, very, very key to me for success. It just has to be there's no way I can get the amount of things done without being clear. So I want to say that was a success. I have not gotten enough rest this week. And I plan to correct it over the weekend because this is going to be my relaxed weekend and some, you know, staycation weekend. And so I can't wait for that. But yeah, not getting enough sleep. This staying up a little later this week than I have normally done. I've been doing really good with my sleep study and I just didn't do it. And listen, I don't know if you're doing a sleep study and I keep calling it a sleep study, but the whole sleep schedule, but it truly matters to stay on your schedule because you start picking up on all of this extra stimulation at night, and then you can't go to sleep. We've had to go back to making sure that we openly outwardly say prayers with our family. Cause then I started noticing that my kids, although they go to bed at their regular time, were having trouble staying asleep. So just trying to get our whole house together back on the whole sleep schedule and getting everybody to their rest. My husband's kind of on his own. I don't know if that man gets enough sleep to be honest with you, but we have been trying I have been trying like he'll stay in the bed a little later like sometimes on Sundays usually um and that type of thing so just trying to make sure that everybody is getting the rest that they actually need you know the irritability that you can experience and like the hyperness and being upset a lot of times has to do with your sleep you know we can be hangry but you can also just be plain old tired so I just been trying to do the best I can to you know getting myself back on schedule to going taking my behind to bed because it does matter sleep matters and having that rest and rejuvenate yourself it just it is key so a lot of people have been in an uproar over Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson This no secret this man has been you know pretty much trash from day one you know they tried to drag uh, Jordan Woods regarding you know this supposed that this kiss happened yada 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 I don't know Tristan or Chloe. I just know that whatever the receipts are and the alleged situations that happen between them, you know, when you love someone, especially when you're dating them, and I could just say this, like when, you're in your, when I was in my 20s, I probably put up with a lot of different things that I probably should not. And I'm not gonna say probably that I should not have put up with. And I can understand that in your 20s, but I just feel like I just hope for better for Chloe. I can't say... That I don't understand her situation, I'm not giving it no high five either. But celebrities do things some differently, so I don't know if they're going to be together. I don't know if she's going to stay with him. I don't know. I know she was planning on having another baby with him. I listen. I don't know because celebrities' worlds is so many different. It's so different than the rest of the regular world. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to go down? All I know is is that I wish the best for her. Because Chloe really is, seems like a genuine, you know, woman, young lady. And, you know, the Kardashians, you can believe and have your thoughts a process about, you know, how they came to fame and you don't like them in social media, blah, blah, blah. Listen, but at the end of the day, we're talking about a woman, a woman who's had her fair share of whatever issues and things that may have gone down. So I just wish the best for them because dating, listen, I'm not interested. I'm so glad that I'm married because I probably would be, um, a mess if I had to date in the, in the, terms that we have now, um, the terms of people who just do the most, you know, they want to pretend to be the, you know, who they need to be just to get your attentions and get your guards down. And then they turn around and they're not the same, you know, it, that's a lot of time, especially when you've invested a lot of time and energy. Um, But you know, she has her daughter, her daughter True is truly a beautiful young lady. And honestly, I just hope that whatever decision that they make, but people are literally up in uproars. I've been reading these comments that have been going down for the last few weeks. And I just don't understand you know the thought process that people have and I do my best I do my best obviously we're talking about it today but I do my best to not really go too deep in because you know you can go so deep into a certain person's situation and then just be out there looking crazy so I don't even allow myself especially when it comes to celebrity um, issues just like Safari and his wife um, Erica Mena, she just announced that she's having her second child. And the reason why I brought bring these conversations up is because there's a lesson to be learned. Like it's not just really to to give the tea, but there's so many lessons to be learned. When you are married, you need to keep the bond between you and your husband or you and your wife. And I feel like again, this whole notion of we have to be able to verbalize what we're going through every second of the minute. And listen, I have had my fair share of issues in my own marriage, but you know, you have to come to the point where you learn not to continue to put yourself out there and put your mate out there. And so Erica Mena, as she did discuss her, you know, or made the announcement that they were having this second baby, you know, you have to also keep in mind social media, especially when you're talking about reality television is such a, such a soul killer. You know, he was just on reality TV. Now, remember, I don't watch reality television. I only watch the clips of things that come out once it be hits the blogs or whatever the case may be. And the clip that I saw where he was just basically talking about he didn't want to have a second child because he didn't want his wife to gain all this weight. You got to, you know, remember the things that we say, it always comes back back to us. So when you talk about your mate, when you say things that are out of tune, when you say things that are not okay, it will come back. And when it comes back, you know, you can say all the disclaimers of like Erica saying now, well, you know, don't talk ill will about a baby being born, which I totally agree. Like her child being born with her husband, regardless of their issues is their business. But you also have to take the good with the bad when you decide to put your and air out your dirty laundry. Um, and social media, especially when it comes to reality television, that's literally all it is. Is literally just an airing of laundry. People come with the tea. They want to come with whatever is going to be, you know, that's going to keep the ratings. I uh, was heavily involved with watching reality television. I have done my best to not really uh, watch it, only because I just don't have the the one. I don't have the actual time to do it. But the second part of it is that it literally will overtake your mind. So those two particular stories are hopping um, right now. Are happening right now on social media where um, people have been discussing, it's been the hot topic, especially on Twitter, which is usually where I can find a lot of these, um, stories because, um, they're number one stories when they come out and people make a big deal and everybody's hashtagging. That's how that becomes a really, really big story. I think for regular people, (laughs) And that's me. That's you. We have got to find a way to try to balance ourselves and try to do better when it comes to the decisions that we make in our own lives. We are not going to be perfect. There's somebody listening to this right now who's probably bent out of shape over a decision that they made and want to hold this guilt about, oh my gosh, I can't believe I allowed that to happen. If you held on to every time you said, I can't believe that I allowed that to happen, you wouldn't get anywhere because we've all experienced that. I can't believe I allowed that to happen. I don't think we do it intentionally. But I think because we're human, we get caught up in some types of things and depends on what your trigger is. You know, if you have a trigger for you know, a certain lifestyle or certain way of life or the way that you carry yourself, you could easily get yourself caught up in a bunch of craziness that you just didn't intend to get involved with. I want us to really focus on making sure that when we make a decision that we count ourselves first, I know that we, especially women, are easy to look at somebody else and consider them. But I want you to consider yourself first. If you make a decision that you don't feel proud of, if you make a decision that you feel like you may not bounce back or maybe even a year you would think about how would I feel about that and you don't feel good about that, then that's a good decision that you shouldn't be making. You have already made your decision. Don't do it. I think about the many of times, even as, you know, recent where I've like, oh, you know, I should go do A, B, and C. And then I had to think about it. Like, do I really, do I, would I even feel proud about what I feel proud about myself about doing that? And if I can't even find any slight of a reason to say, I don't think I would feel proud of myself, then it's just a decision that I just don't do this is how I decide which brands and things that I'm going to work with. Do I agree with the brand? So this is when you have to do your research. Did you research what the brand stands for, especially on some of the key items that are out in the world, like black lives matter, or, um, you know, the, the earth or things like that, like, you have to consider your collaboration with them and how that would affect you. I think a lot of times some people, especially as an influencer or a blogger, they only look at it from a financial standpoint, standpoint, you can't make every decision based upon money because money I'm telling you, is not all good. All money is not good money. So just have to be very clear. Like I think about would my kids feel proud if they saw me working with a product? That didn't make sense. I would like to think not because they would feel like, man, her integrity is really washed up or she's really not about that life that she says she's is like, I just don't want those types of things to come back. And I don't want to look at the mirror and feel any type of shame regarding a decision that I made. So be very careful about what you make in the decisions. And as we are now what the first week in May, I wanted to encourage in every last one of us to find a way to again, I've been doing my gratitude journal, I want you to commit to yourself to writing something down about your decisions, about the things that you want in life. And I have been writing my highs and my lows. That's why I talk about them on the, on the podcast today, because I think that we just don't talk about that enough. And the reason is, is that if you start recognizing a pattern with your lows, you may be able to find and pinpoint a decision that you're just doing. There could be a blockage, just some way of thinking that you may not have even noticed. So the, for the month of April, I literally wrote down everything that I was grateful for. But in an other flip of that, I've also kept the highs and the lows. And I noticed, you know, certain patterns around certain times. If I make a decision that I'm not really ready for, I may make that decision first thing in the morning. And for me, that may not be enough. I need to probably sit on a decision and give it a 20, 24 hour th- thought process before I make it. When you write certain things down and you are easily able to compare and see the things that you've done, it makes a big of a difference about how you move going forward. I have been doing this, like I said, for at least the last 30 days and I'm doing again this month and I really want to pinpoint my thought process. I really want to pinpoint those things that are making me great and I really truly want to fix and correct. And when I say fix and correct, I mean literally turning away from those things that I should not be doing it could be as simple as overeating and eating at a certain hour. It doesn't have to be something major. But if it is, then do those things as well. But I want you to commit or at least attempt to commit to writing things down, visualizing what you're seeing so that you can see patterns, recognize things that you're doing, recognize things that are in you. And I honestly believe that it'll make you like when you start to do this, this project, I would like to call it a project you have to be all the way in like you can't just be writing random things down. It just doesn't make sense. Because remember, you have a lot of things going on in your day. And so for you to sit down and really after especially after a long day, and you're really writing these things down, like you're really trying to get to the root of your issues, which is the root of yourself. And so I'm just encouraging you to do that. I'm not setting up any hashtags for it or anything like that or doing any social revolution. But I'm just saying, if you're you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering why you keep doing the same things that you're doing, write some things down. Because I'm telling you, I know I'm a visual learner. Me seeing certain things will draw a certain response. Like, okay, I need to get this together. I need to step away from what I'm doing, back it up a little bit and get me all the way together when I was noticing like before, like, okay, you're not working out the way you need to work out. You're not taking care of yourself. And you know what working out isn't really just about weight loss. I mean, it helps. But it's about really just putting the time in to take care of yourself. Do you know how many people don't have that mindset of taking care of them? I didn't always have that mindset of taking care of them like I should be last, you know, especially when you're a mom and a wife it's the craziest thing. You really will put your whole family right above. Like if it's something for the family, you're right about it. If you're something about taking care of the house, you're you're on it. When it's something about taking care of your mind, you're not as not as strong. When it's something about taking care of your body, you may not be as strong. And we have to change that. When I think about the people who have left this earth and what, for whatever their variations, it makes me think about the goals and the dreams that are dead in the ground with them. Like you don't, release that back into the earth, it's very few people that will take your dream and then still carry it on after you're gone. So what I ask myself every single day is if something should happen to me, am I doing everything I possibly can to make this dream come alive? I don't want to die with dreams deferred. Like I don't want to die and leave this earth with things unaccomplished. And especially when I had the means, the know-how and the mindset to do it, but just for whatever reason, just tapped out and didn't. Like, I know that we're not going to accomplish every single thing, but I want to make the best of my time, the absolute best of my time. How can I serve this world better? How can I serve myself? How can I serve myself? That's not selfish. Why do people think this, that that self care is selfish? You're being selfish because you told me, no, you couldn't take me somewhere because you had something to do. Absolutely. Because God forbid, if the tables was turned, people will take their time doing what's best for them. We, us as individuals, are the only people that put other people's needs and, and, and measurements first before we even measure our lives and ourselves. I have started a campaign of no. Let me tell you, I actually finished that and I felt good. Stop telling people yes all the time. Stop saying yes. I'll get back to you or plain no. And do you not know that no is it? Like you don't have to add no and add some extra to it. No, is just a flat. No, it just, it's a, it works saying no. I don't want to do, or just saying no period. No is a full stop. You don't have to give an explanation for everything. You could just say, no, I don't want to do that. I used to be like, people would say, well, can you, can you take me such and such place? And I'd be like, yeah, I'll take you. But then complain that I took them. How ridiculous and asinine is it for me to know I didn't want to do it in the first place? Take somebody somewhere and then complain after I did something that I don't want to do it. And you being a mirror, the next time I see them, I'm going to tell them I ain't going to ever do this for them no more. And the next time they come, they know you're going to do it. They ask you, you say yes, when you knew your answer should have been a no. I need us to exercise our no muscles. Trust me they work. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I promise you that our no muscles will work and if your no muscles are or, or weakened, saying no will make them stronger. Putting yourself first will make it better. I don't allow anybody to intervene with like dinner time or certain things like that unless I need to, unless I make that appointment. Because it's, it's about putting boundaries in certain places because people are about just taking, they will give whatever you take and whatever you're putting out, they will snatch. So I want you to exercise your no muscles, stop giving people of your energy and your time that's not worth it. They are not going to do the same for you. Right? I did it. some people, they were great for what they were at. But when I had to think about it, a lot of times their energy wasn't matching minds. They weren't doing the same things that I was doing. They wasn't honoring me like I needed to honor them. Right. And it's amazing how people want something that they're not willing to give. We talked about this a couple episodes back, but you got to be real clear. You can't let people rob you of your time, but people rob you of your resources. Do you know that people sometimes don't even want to deal with you? They just like the resources of what you have. So if they feel like they can get something out of something, they'll gladly take it without any hesitation. But. The reality of it is, I don't want to live my life where I want people to just be a taker from me. I don't want to be that type of person that's giving, giving, giving to the point where I'm just depleted. I'm tired. Now I can't give my best to my kids because now I'm irritated because I took you somewhere. Now my kids have to possibly feel the brunt of that because I'm upset and I'm irritated and I couldn't say no. I remember, I don't remember where I was at, but I remember I needed to say no to somebody and I didn't or I needed to speak up to some on something, but I didn't. And it's, it's weird, because I'm, I'm very, very direct. And I had a situation where I wasn't the mental acrobats that I did in my head about how dare I not speak up? How dare I allow somebody to run all over me? How dare I let somebody use me who I knew was an habitual user? This is the reason why I exercise my no muscles, because I don't like that feeling of having to then go back and replay the situation over again in my mind about what it is that I didn't say and the things that I didn't do. If anybody is going to be left holding the cards, let it not be me. Let me make sure that that person whose energy is already raggedy keeps that raggedy energy with them. This is why I don't, we don't, my husband and I don't allow a lot of people in and out of our house. It's not that we don't like people, although that's probably five seconds for me, but I think it's really about people's energy. People wanting to come over to your house all the time. They don't ever bring a a meal with them. They don't ever bring a bottle of wine, but they'll drink up all your food. They'll drink up all your drinks and eat up all your food. They'll never bring anything. That's one. The other part of that is people wanting to come over, but you can't ever go to their house right? And there might be reasons behind that. But people want to come and they want to be in your space and want to use your resources. And people don't come in the house with the right spirit. If you don't genuinely like me and my husband and my children, you probably shouldn't come in. Because what do I look like entertaining some fool? Right? It's one thing to be deceived. But there's another thing when you flat out know that somebody doesn't care for you keep them at bay. Meet at a public place. When we have something, we'll come together. If it's not for that, you're not coming here. It's not smart. It's not ignorant. It's not rude. It's about keeping space and keeping the peace. One thing that everybody should have learned during this pandemic and panoramic is that you better learn to keep the space in your house for sure. Because you controlled who come in, came in there, especially since it was a whole especially in Pennsylvania, there was a whole order. Everybody stay in your own house. Stop going over everybody's house. Stay home. Don't go to the restaurants. Now we closing down the restaurants. You can't go in there and grab a drink. Go buy your own drink. Go get in line. Put your drink order online and pay for it. Bring whatever it is that you're gonna bring. You had to shop with intention. You had to eat with intention. You had to drink with intention. Now listen, we all gained a lot of us gained the, 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 the COVID thirty or whatever the case may be, but that is it mean that we didn't eat with intention. You couldn't just go out and grab everything that you wanted to grab like you did before. So this is the reason why you got to let people come in and out of your house and make sure that when they do that, they come with the right spirit. I can't have somebody coming in here that dislikes me. I can't have somebody that comes in the house that dislikes my husband for you just to come and see what I'm doing because you want to report back to the people you've been talking to me about for a thousand years, just so that you can have something to report back. Like this ain't it keeping the peace in this house is more important to me than has ever been before. And I've always been a standoffish person. Like I've never really liked people in my circle a lot. Like, and I know even like, even with friends, it's like, I love them, but I like the the separation. Like I don't like to be up underneath people. I like to have space. And I think too, and maybe it's because, you know, of my upbringing, maybe it's because I'm used to just being like, no, I don't want to be bothered. That could very well be so. And I try to check myself when I feel like my issues and me feeling that way is also making it harder for my husband to socialize. Like I can't be, like, I, I can't control the entire house. It has to be a decision that my husband and I make. And you know, what's interesting is my husband, let me give him his props right now. My husband has been the type that has been the one that's like, no, nah, we ain't doing that. No, nah, we're not doing that when they're not coming over here. We're not going over there. And you know what people will do? They still will blame me. <laughs> I get the blame. Well, you know, it's probably toys. You don't want him to do anything. It's really not. My husband is actually stepping like he has already been a dynamic husband. But when I tell you that man is covering his house, he is covering his entire house. So there ain't no crack you coming through. You're not coming here with the raggedy attitudes. He's not allowing that. Him and I, we have a very good conversation about what we are going to accept, who we are going to accept, what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. There's no disagreement. And if we ever have a decision where we can't agree, the decision is a no. That's just a standard for us. If we cannot come to an agreement about what should be done, then then the answer is no. Because that means we're not on the same page. And you know why it's important? Because it's better to just not do something than to be on different pages and then say that we're trying to be in our committed relationship and marriage. It's just better to just not do it. Because one person is going to feel resentment because something was done, then why do it? Like I care for him that much. I don't want him to be resentful for the decision that I made, and I don't want he doesn't want me to be resentful for the decision he made. So it just won't happen. Now, if there's ever a covering, that is a covering at least for the store household, right? We do what is best for us. As soon as they said they were going to be lifting everything, like I think in about Memorial Day every day is going to be lifted. Yeah, outside of our house is going to be lifted don't mean everything is going to be lifted here. We're not doing a whole bunch of playdates. We're not doing all this other stuff because these variants are still out here. My husband and I are vaccinated. And I know it's to some people who is just like, I want my rights. I don't want to wear my mask. Do you? I am not. I have not been the type of person that's gonna come down on somebody because they're doing the decision that makes best for them. But in the same token, don't come from me and mine, because we're doing what's best for us. So I'm all for equal opportunity. You equally can do whatever you choose to do from the confines of your own home. And I can do the things that I want to do from the confines of my home. And you know what's beautiful being in this panoramic is that I have gotten quite used to being in my house. I have gotten quite used to it. I'm okay with it. It's quiet. It's peaceful. If it's going to be an argument, it's going to be an argument between me and my husband. If it's going to be some child acting up, it's going to be my children acting up. But it don't got to be the whole neighborhood. It's not going to be a whole bunch of people. It's just not. And I know there's going to be people that's like, oh my God, here she go. But I'm serious. We're serious. People be thinking it's me, but it's my husband be like, no, we don't, you remember what happened? No, we don't do that. No, they don't be acting right. Remember when they was talking? Yeah, we don't want to be caught up in that. That's how you protect the family. And peace feels good. Like I don't have to go anywhere and spend a darn dime. Just give me some peace. It's more, it's more beautiful and costly just to have some peace and quiet even with my kids playing and being loud my kids are just naturally loud but guess what there's still peace in that because it's just us and we don't have no extra entertainment of extra people's spirits and problems and issues and drama and that doesn't mean that we don't love people right it doesn't mean that we won't get together with people it's just that we make and choose we make the decision when it's appropriate for us but i'm gonna tell you right now it's gonna be very appropriate for the rest of the summer we don't know what these variants are going to do I have no idea what it's going to do, but I have two children who have severe asthma and I'm not willing to put their life on hold just so you can play and come over and eat a piece of chicken and get you a glass of wine. Not going to do it. I try my best that when my friends, especially like I have one friend that I go to her house quite often. We have wine every time we get together, but I'll slip in like box of wines or bottles of wine to her. I've shipped um, alcohol to her just to be like, look, I'm not here just to take. I'm here to give right? And I just feel like that should be the way it should be. I, I'm not a fan of the takers. The ones that come over at dinner time but don't never bring no dinner. The ones that come over at dinner time be wanting that wine, but they'll never bring none. And yes, yes, if you follow me on Instagram, yes, I have a lot of sponsored posts, which means I probably have a lot of sponsored wine in my house. But even in all of that, even if it didn't cost me anything, it's still mine. It's still mine. It's not that I'm grabbing, I'm holding and nobody can have none and oh well for you. It's just the fact that I need checks and balances and sometimes saying no to people that I just don't feel like dealing with is a good thing for me because you know what will happen and this has happened. I've had we've had people in our house. We know that they don't mean us well. We've had different confrontations with them. Their spirit has not changed. You know, we give people a chance. They, you know, see if they change. They haven't changed. They were doing all this foolishness going down. So we were like, thank God the panoramic happened. But before that, we were just like, no, we're not doing that because it's important. It's important to be around people who truly care and love you. My husband and I are trying to plan our tenth um, wedding anniversary. And he wants to renew vows. But to be honest with you, let me tell you, the list that I made the first time around will not let me repeat that will not be the same list of this of people going in the second time listen if I have not talked to you in about a good month of Sundays and we're not good friends like you can have friends that you just don't talk to all the time but they're really good friends I'm not talking about y'all but I'm talking about folks I ain't seen in a month of Sundays ain't heard from ain't seen ain't tweeted text nothing and we just don't have a really close relationship I am telling you let me be very clear that list is being really small We just don't have it in us to be paying for people to have date nights on us. And then the reality of it is is that for what? You have never even attempted to support our marriage. We've been married for almost 10 years now and you've never supported the the marriage at all. Like we're nothing at all. It's also like when, because I blog and I do stuff in the city, I have people who have never shared a blog. And let me just say my, 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 my settings on my social media will tell me who shared what and when and how. And never have shared a blog, never have liked the post, never said congrats to anything that has ever happened. And I've had a lot of wins. And I've never seen any support in whatsoever. But God forbid, you got to hook up somewhere. And they will be like, well, can you get me into some of the stuff? Can I get the toy time hookup? And I'm like, "Mm, no. People would say that would be ignorant and smart. But you have to be careful, especially with my name that I can't just let people start using things. And then they mess it up for me nah so i said all of that to say flex the no muscles strengthen your no muscles saying no is sometimes a form of self-care putting people in their place putting people at arm's length making sure that there are boundaries is a form of self-care It is not just bubble baths and getting your nails done and getting a pedicure. That is called natural upkeep. We are talking about putting things in place so that your mind can be at ease. Anything that you make a decision on that's going to cause you pain, anguish or irritation later on is a decision you should not be making the answer should be no and no should be a full on stop. I actually had somebody ask me one time when they asked me something, it was something simple. And I was just like, no. And they were like, why? Because you have something else to do. And I was like, no. So you can't do such and such for me. And I was like, no. And so they let it go. I walked off thinking, okay, no is a full sentence. You know, I'm practicing my thing. Do you, me, let me do me. Do you know days later they came back and were like, so I just wanted to know why you didn't want to do that. Now, normally my smart my smart girl look would be like, didn't I tell you no? But I let them know. I told you no, because no is a full sentence. I do not have to make up anything or give you an excuse as to why I'm telling you no. And they looked And they were irritated, but there was nothing that they could say because no is a full sentence. It's a full stop. It's a no more. We're not going to coke. We're not going there. It's an end of a conversation. It's a period. It's done. Learn to exercise your no muscles. Tell people no. Put people in their place. Put a boundary. Listen, boundaries are so important and I'm not going to let go of my boundaries for nobody. There's just certain boundaries with people that I don't even communicate the same with them. I don't really respond to their text message the same. I don't do that because my boundaries matter, especially when I know that you're just going to run and tell that, especially when I know that that's your only motive is to go tell another group of friends, whether we're all in the same group or not, that's not your place. So I don't go around telling people a lot of things because I already know people. No different than if they know me and they feel like they should do the same. Listen, do whatever's best for you. Even if it's against me, do what's best for you. Because let me tell you, I've learned such the hard way that you be out here being loyal to people that will not be loyal to you. If you pull somebody's phone right now and just checked where your name came up, would you find that people's um, where your name was concerned that it would be equal in love? Sometimes we be out here going hard in the pain for people that really be out here talking real grimy about you. I had to find out the the, the hard way. I found this out in the most heartbreaking way. And I won't even go into it because it'll reveal the people that's involved. But I'll just tell you this. It was heartbreaking, but I learned some valuable lessons. I learned just how good people are able to play the game of looking at you and acting like they are the best for you and don't care for you. And I had just completely stopped talking to them. It was just in my best benefit to just to cut the whole relationship off. I talk to them when I have to, because I kind of have to, but I don't have to entertain them because it's not my job to. So say no, mean no, and mean well. This weekend, again, being Mother's Day, if you have a mother that's in your life that is alive, that you can sprinkle some love on, sprinkle love on her. She deserves the best, especially when you have a good mom. Listen, there are going to be a lot of what is the word? Toxic mothers out here looking for a gift that they have not earned. I know that as a mother, I'm supposed to like kind of be like mom cold, but there's no such thing. Let me be really clear. There are some toxic mothers that will be looking for a gift that don't deserve a gift that doesn't deserve a card. And I know that sounds harsh because people say, well, you know, you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't talk that way. You should still love mom. Mom is right. Da da da. da. But there's some moms out here that are just women that had children, they're not real moms. And if that is your experience, I am not going to be the one to tell you to go ahead and gift her something when she wasn't deserving. Now I'm not telling you to go out of your way, disrespect her, but I'm not going to tell you that you have to uplift her. And some people, they just want the accolades of this momhood, which I find it to be interesting because momhood is the most tiring hood of all hoods momhood is one of those tired moments where you're just exhausted all the time. You're always redirecting somebody, you're always challenging somebody, you're always trying to get people together. So if you have a good mom, please, I have seen some of the most beautiful attributes these last couple of days, and it has brought me to tears. And that just says that there's just some dynamic mothers that deserve the world and more. So love on that mom. If your mom is not in your life, if your mom is not here, I have said this once, I'm going to continue to say it all weekend long, that my heart goes out to you and the loss that you have experienced. And my heart goes out to you who have had a child that you've lost and you don't feel like a mom because that child is no longer here. I have nothing but the utmost love and respect for you for the woman that is trying to give birth, who keeps checking that pregnancy test and there's not anything not coming up and you're frustrated and your heart is broken every time you get your period every month. Let me tell you that agony. I can't even begin to understand, but my love and my heart goes out to you because this is a hard weekend for you. So I'm sending you love. I am truly sending every last woman love right now because every woman has something about their relationship and their situation that don't always feel good for them. So be gentle this weekend. I will be back next week. And next week is our 20th episode, which means that that is where we will be stopping uh, season three. I made season three a little longer. Did you notice? Yep. We went from 10 episodes to 20. So next season, we will have like a maybe a one or two week break. And then we're coming back. We have guests lined up ready for uh, season four. So we have a great, great season ahead of us. But I wanted to just make that announcement so that you're not looking saying what happened. Where are you? I am still here. You can always find me on the blog at wwwt dot Yep, that's Toy Time. You can find me on the blog. You can find me all over social media as Toy Time Blog, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, I'm also on Snapchat too, so come follow me. Um, let's take this journey, trying to get better. Cause listen, that is that is really what matters above riches, above getting things. It's about being a better human and being better to the people that we have in our circles and saying no when we need to say it and just being a dynamic person. So have yourself a great weekend. I will be in my birthday weekend, getting my celebration on. Uh, my family is going to do some great things. They've already been setting clues and letting me know. So and my friends too. So I want to shout out my friends. Um, there's been some packaging that have not opened it yet. I'm going to wait till Monday on my actual birthday, but I appreciate it. And so I just wanted to say I love you um, to everybody that's been rocking with uh, conversations with toy. Follow me on the blog, Follow this podcast. Remember to share, remember to uh, review, remember to let people know that we're here and that we have this amazing space that we talk about it all. And I will see you next week.